Do you want to age with vitality, but struggle to get started because you feel overwhelmed? Does fear of failure to lose weight, get stronger, and reclaim your energy for good hold you back from living an active life? If so, you are in the right place. I'm Beate Probst, a health and transformation coach specializing in helping women age healthy and happy despite their limitations. I want to provide you with motivation, insight, solutions, and support so you can finally reach that fountain of youth again and never have to question how to keep your commitment to yourself. Welcome to my Be At Ease Fountain of Youth Real Live Talk Show. Welcome again to another episode of the Be At Ease Real Live Talk Show broadcasting right here in the Fountain of Youth Fitness for Aging Women Facebook group. This is episode number 11. And I'm excited about this episode. This is another solo episode. You know how every other week I bring you an episode where I talk about a subject. I don't have a guest, just myself. I hope <laughs> that this is okay with you and you're going to have a real good time, you and me, right here on the talk show. Today, it's going to be about how controlling your motivation can help you live a longer life. Before I dive into this subject right here, I want to welcome everyone in the group. This is a fantastic, unbelievable, amazing support group and women encourage each other to really have that hope of making some changes. And those changes are going to serve you for the rest of your life. That's just how it is. And with that extra support, um, when you start to make those changes, others are encouraged by that and others are motivated by it and inspired by it, right? So this is where all the magic happens and I am so happy that you're here. Most likely you are here because you are ready to make those kind of changes. And we come live here every single week with an episode, again, that inspires you, that teaches, and that gives you that glimpse of hope that you still got it in you. Yes, you do. You still got it in you. And this is what this group is all about. If anyone is right here with me, please make uh, give me a little wave and let me know that you can hear me fine and see me fine. And um, that way, it, uh, it's just so much more fun, right? Now, if you are listening to this episode from somewhere else, then I really, really, you need to be here. How come you are not in this group yet? You need to be part of this group, Fountain of Youth Fitness for Aging Women. The address is right here, www facebook.com slash groups slash fountain of youth fitness for aging women okay now like every week i'm going to uh shout out give a shout out to a couple of members and i would like to recognize them 
this time it's going to be two women that I would like to recognize. And they have recently participated in my five less five pound in five day blood sugar reset challenge, which I kind of run every kind of annually every two to three months. And women have a lot, a lot, a lot of success in this challenge. And this challenge is kind of like where we take intervention steps to kind of reset your body and um, kind of get it prep it for bigger things, grander things that your body is capable of, right? Especially during this aging process. So I like to first mention uh, Trish Protnick. She, during the five days, has lost 6.2 pounds and four inches. And she was so determined to make it happen this time. I, I was so proud of her. And, and, and the other um, lady I want to mention is Patty Jackson. And this is actually her third time that she participated. And the last two times, she lost uh, three pounds each time. And this time, she lost four pounds. So this is an awesome way of just setting up your body, getting your body ready. And I'm so proud of these ladies. Congratulations to you both, and thank you for being part of this community. Okay, let's dive into the subject. How can you control your motivation so that you can live longer? Because what happens if we have a lack of motivation? And this is, I, I must tell you, this is, the word motivation has gotten a real bad name. It's usually either not enough or, or um, too much, and we get kind of, we kind of think, well, what, what, what's wrong with that person that she's, she's always, always on a high, right? So either way, it's something I hear over and over again with women that lack of motivation is kind of the main culprit to not starting or stopping, continuing to age healthy and happy. So in this episode, I'm going to tackle this issue and I'm going to break it down into some very specific categories for you, how you can control it and uh, the outcome of the motivation so that you understand how to manipulate your motivation and make it work for you. Yes, for you and not against you. You're gonna learn a ton of stuff. So I'm gonna dive right in because this is, there's a lot of information here. I want you guys to be able to walk away with some hope and say, you know what? This can work for me. I can make this happen. And not just short term, but for long term for the rest of my life. Okay, what exactly is motivation? It's rather a slippery term because that term... Um, to, 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 have a, to have a different definition is basically depending who you're asking, right? But if you look at psychology, it's, you know, it's pared down to the simple definition of the force that drives us to act. And that means any type of action, including getting that glass of water or eating any type of food. You know, if we had no motivation whatsoever to do those two simple things, we would die of thirst and malnutrition, right? Because we had no driving force to get that water and the food. So of course, in those cases, aside from that, the body has certain defense, defenses against starvation or uh, uh, dying of starvation or dehydration. But the point is that motivation drives 
everything, everything in our lives. And psychology describes it as, as the um, biological, as well social, cognitive, or kind of like an emotional force that makes us do something. So commonly, uh, people talk about motivation kind of like as a compeller to, to make those changes. And that is basically the definition that we're going to use in this episode of the Be At Ease Real Life Talk Show. So the force that drives us to make changes and to do things in our lives is motivation. And if you can control your motivation, you can control your outcome. That is just a fact. Right now, I want you guys to put in the comment if you have any issues with motivation, if this is something you're struggling with, put in the comment, motivation. And that'll let me know, hmm, maybe we can work through some of those and maybe I can help you. Okay, let's keep on. What is motivation made of? So understanding motivation is kind of like the best way to conquer it. And that's why we're going to break motivation down a little further into a few parts. And if you want to achieve any kind of goal, you know that simply having the desire just is not enough. In fact, achieving your goals require that you maintain your motivation throughout the obstacles throughout the issues that you're going to run into that you will encounter. And no doubt there is issues. And here are three separate components of the motivation. Okay. We have one activation, two persistence, and number three is intensity. So let's talk about the first one, activation of motivation. The activation of motivation is when you have the desire, so you want to achieve something. If you want to, let's say for example, so you need to take action, right? That's what activation of motivation means. So for example, you have a certain amount of weight that, that you wanna lose. Uh, this weight is, is hanging on um, as you get older and it's harder and harder to get off. So you might create you know, put yourself a diet plan together, an exercise plan or whatever for the next few while, because you know that's going to help you, right? So you are motivated because you have that desire to achieve your goal. So you've got all these things ready and you actually take a step in that direction. You, you looked up an exercise plan, you looked up a diet plan. Now, this could be anything in your life, okay? Now, in the case of our example that I just used, your activation doesn't have to be um, making a diet or exercise plan. It doesn't have to be. It could be something else. For instance, throwing all your junk food in your cupboards away. That could be an action plan. Or it could be simply stepping on a scale and finding out what your weight is so that you know um, when you reach that 20, let's say 20 uh, pound goal. That is basically taking a step in the right direction. If you, you know, for your goal, once you have made it, it's the action of activation of motivation. 
So what about the persistence it requires? This is the part where people usually fail at achieving whatever it is that they set out to do. So, for instance, when you first get motivated, you are excited and you can't wait to get started on the steps that, that are required, right? Then you are starting those steps. You either but what happens? What happens? You either get distracted by other things in life or you find that it's too difficult, too hard, too many obstacles in the way. And these obstacles will exist no matter what. Your goal is going to be hindered by those and you're going to have a hard time achieving those goals. And at this point, when motivation needs to be strengthened by some, some of the techniques that we're going to talk about. Your motivation needs to be strengthened by some specific techniques, okay? And we're gonna get into that a little bit later. So what about the intensity of motivation? That's the, the third aspect of it, the intensity of the motivation. So that's the third component. It's the intensity and it's kind of like best described as the amount of effort that you put into achieving your goal. So people can have the exact same motivation to achieve uh, a goal, maybe even the same goal, even have the persistence to make it through different types of obstacles or challenges, limitations, whatever it is. The intensity is what determines how quickly they will be able to achieve the goal. Okay. So some people are we call them plotters, strong and steady. Uh, they're kind of working towards that goal a little bit each day. And then some are sprinters. They're moving through the steps, like achieving a goal as fast as the goal will allow it. But neither one of these is wrong, nor is the middle point, which I kind of call the jogger, right? The jogger is what you would like to strive for. Neither it, neither is he racing or is he going like a snail, right? Well, when you're racing, then it's dangerous. You can really hurt yourself in that process. But if you're going too slow, that could take like months or years until you actually reach that goal that could have been reached within a reasonable amount of time in weeks. So let's talk a little bit about the source of motivation, okay? So there is a couple more things that you should know about when it comes to motivation. The first thing is that it can be, um, it could be two things. It could be intrinsic or extrinsic. So in other words, it can come from the inside of us or it can come from outside desires. So the intrinsic motivation means basically that you do it simply for your own personal pleasure. An example might be you, you're trying a new recipe. Maybe it's a little bit difficult, but you're up for the challenge because, um, because you really want to try it. And it's just for yourself. The main factor here as that you do it not for uh, any outside recognition, but it's internal pleasure. 
And the extrinsic is exactly the opposite. So that motivation comes from the outside reward that you'll get like recognition, uh, maybe you get paid or you get a respect or whatever it is. So the second thing that you should know about motivation is that there are two sources where your motivation comes from. And psychologists have debated this issue for quite a while uh, over the years. Mm, these have become kind of like the accepted standard sources of motivation, okay? So the one is needs. And motivation that come from your needs are driven, um, that come from, that are need driven is one of the, the theories of motivational um, sources, kind of like where they kind of a little bit have a debate about it. And some of these are quite obvious true. Like, you know, you need to eat, drink, sleep, things that you need to do in your life, go to the bathroom, okay? And then there's the instincts. And the instincts are, uh, a type of source of motivation, um, which kind of like a couple of doctors, one is uh, Dr. Willem James and the other one is Sigmund Freud. They kind of came out with that, where our brains come with pre-wired behavior patterns already included, kind of that activate when certain external stimuli happens. Okay. So bear with me, ladies, bear with me. Okay. Now that you know a little bit more about motivation and some of the factors that drive it, we can kind of move now into some of the techniques that will help you control it better. And we're getting into the meaty choose now, okay? So let's talk about briefly what causes low levels of motivation. So some people, they just aren't motivated or just aren't motivated enough. And this is difficult to understand for people that always have motivation and they kind of slap a label on these type of people that don't have motivation, kind of like lazy, stupid, or uncaring. Let me know in the comment if you ever got labeled for the type of uh, lack of motivation. Maybe you labeled yourself. Maybe you put a label on the lack of motivation. Let me know in the comment what that is for you. But you know, there are things that can cause low levels of motivation that have nothing to do with the person's intelligence or laziness, okay? Most of the time, those types of low level of motivation can be cured if the right techniques are applied. And we know that practice makes perfect. It's a matter of practicing it. So definitely in this case, practicing being motivated will help you to um, be more motivated in the future. So the factors that causes low level of motivation can be divided up into several categories. There is the habitual belief and there is the habitual behaviors. So two, um, uh, sorry, three categories because we're going to include health problems. Okay. Let me um, say that again, habitual beliefs, habitual behaviors, and health problems. These could be three uh, levels that, are in, that could influence your motivation. So we'll discuss each of them briefly, um, but kind of like 
don't worry, don't be alarmed. If you see yourself in one, two, or actually maybe in all three of them, because it's, it's common. People still become motivated and achieve their goals, even though they fall into all three of them. It's still possible to do, okay? So let's start, um, let's get started. First, habitual belief and how that affects your motivation level. So a habitual belief is something that you kind of have believed for so long that it seems kind of like inconceivable that it could be false. There's no other way. You might have uh, heard that people say something for so long, they kind of start to believe it themselves. And that's how strong these habitual beliefs can be. And they can be a major pain to change. But if you want to increase your motivation levels, you're going to have to carefully examine some of those beliefs and see if they are causing your lack of motivation. And after I talk about this first one, let me know in the comment if that is who you might be because of a habitual belief. So after we carefully evaluate it, um, let's just first take an example. Let's take an example so, so you can see how the, the process kind of works. Suppose there is an overweight person. You, let's say you're in your 50s or 60s, you're overweight, you have been there for your loved ones all your life, neglected your own health because people needed you. They needed you to be there for them. So you look into, mirror, in, into a mirror, you say, well, you know what, I'm ugly and I'll always be ugly for the rest of my life. Why change now? So just imagine how motivated a person like this would be. So why they would even give up, give up certain foods in the first place that seemed to be their friend when they have those low feelings, you know, something that they believe isn't going to change how they look anyway or how they feel. And that's what an habitual belief can be, um, be affecting you. That's how deep that is. And it can be such a driving force in stopping your motivation. But, you know, they aren't always true. And I, I, I hear this over and over with women that I talk to. Um, in many cases, it's not even logical. They're, 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 you can't even rationalize. And in, the case, in, in, this, in this example that I just mentioned, uh, it's quite obvious that uh, losing weight would make nearly every overweight person not just look better, but intensely feel better about herself and be healthier at the same time. But the belief doesn't take into consideration those factors. You don't even think about that. It just stops the motivation right out and it's tracks and it turns you toward that piece of German chocolate cake in the fridge again, right? Because that's going to give you that comfort. So how can you break that kind of chain of an habitual behavior? They're, you know, they're different. Habitual behaviors are different than habitual beliefs. And so when you have an habitual belief, 
they're not based on an actual particular belief and they don't really have a foundation they're they're not really like you can't grasp them really but you have been doing them right for so long they've been so long part of you that it's almost impossible to break that habit and i want to give you an example you know i knew a middle-aged uh, woman who began to have some really serious teeth problem and when kind of like when she turned 40 and in fact growing up her mother and father not only kind of failed to stress how important brushing and flossing was they actually didn't believe in the modern kind of uh, dentistry so when she became an adult and she realized how important brushing was she was motivated she was motivated to brush her teeth and floss every single day but even though she had that strong motivation of brushing her teeth, she found herself hardly doing it. She never brushed her teeth. So she had been not brushing her teeth for so many years that she had to take an extreme intervention step and really um, implement some kind of special care. So she set an alarm twice a day for brushing for an entire month before she finally was able to make it a habit. I mean, habitual behaviors, they make us a slave to them, literally a slave, just as much as habitual beliefs. And sometimes we have to take drastic, drastic steps to break that habit and form a new one. So that it helps us to achieve a goal that we have. So for example, if your goal is weight loss, because you know that it's going to affect how old you are getting and the quality of life when you pass that midlife, but you never have kind of developed that habit of giving your body the nutrients it needs, you will find it very challenging and difficult to do um, this, you know, for the first few times. And you might have to force yourself and come up with a real good plan um, to remind yourself to feed yourself properly. Um, this could be quite a while before the habit of uh, um, feeding yourself with non-essential food is broken, right? So we're going to move on to the health problems. That's another one that could really prevent us from being motivated. And that is a big one because almost every woman I talk to has health issues because I deal with women that are older. They're all older, 50s, 60s, 70s, and they have health issues because of neglecting themselves for such a long time. So health problems. Um, so this could be either psychological or physiolog physiological, right? So there is actually a number of problems that can cause the low motivation when it comes to health problems. And we're going to go through that list of lots of times it's undiagnosed. And because it's undiagnosed, they're never able to achieve their goals 
or do the things that they wanted to do because of that particular problem. For instance, I, I work with a client. She has chronic, uh, chronic fatigue syndrome. And, but what we did, we made it work. It's diagnosed. We made it work. We made it work so that she can achieve all her goals despite having this disease, right? So this is an example. So let's just briefly go through them and see which ones are kind of prevalent and, um, you know, possible causes of your low motivation. The first one I want to talk about is depression. And it's by far and why the most common problem of low motivator when it comes to uh, a psychological problem. Because depression can make people want to stay in bed all day, no matter how much they want to achieve their goals, right? They are unable because of this disease. Bear in mind that even if a person is diagnosed with depression and, um, you know, got medical help, got all they need and uh, they still are able then to um, work on those habits that they need to work on and get the motivation for it. I mean, they still have a lot to do, but it's possible. They're going to have to break a lot of habits still. Just because you're taking care of your depression, it doesn't mean um, all your habits are taken care of, but it helps with the motivation to um, look at those habits that need to be broken or that we need to implement. Another one is low blood sugar. And people that have low blood sugar can have some real psychological reactions that um, make motivation very difficult. And a diet, for instance, a diet that consists almost entirely out of you know, refined carbohydrates, can um, present, definitely present a lack of motivation because the blood sugar spikes and crashes. And if that happens over and over again, the brain actually changes and fatigue sets in. That's how it works. That's our physical sign. And, you know, warning signs for them, like, like you know, women... Uh, that drink a lot of uh, sugary, high sugary drinks, um, you know, refined foods, things that really just makes you, you think you get energy from it, but it's just the opposite. Another one I want to mention is brain inflammation or brain fog. Okay. You're, that, that's when your neurons are firing slower than normal. This is another one that really is a culprit for lack of motivation. These are all kinds of things that can cause this. It, autoimmune diseases um, that kind of target the brain or chronic inflammation or and sensitivities to certain foods. So here is another one. It's the hypothyroidism. This one is one of the most aforementioned autoimmune disease where kind of the thyroid gland is being literally destroyed by the immune system. So if you lose your thyroid gland, you're going to experience a number of symptoms, which include chronic fatigue, depression, being unmotivated, and definitely weight gain. So this is like a really, really crazy, crazy cycle. And then we have one that's 
the sensitive to gluten and I know there is lots of you out there and that's where you're not able to tolerate gluten. And that's a very, very common problem um, these days. And so many foods are, are now are gluten-free because of it. And some of those symptoms include, um, so gluten intolerance, you, you have digestive issues, and a lot of people are not even aware of it. So you have this, this uncomfortable feeling, even sometimes pain, again, that causes the depression, fatigue, and that makes it very, very difficult to get up and do anything, right? So, so now we covered some of those causes that, um, that, that kind of cause you to have a lack of self-motivation or motivation in general. So how do we find a source of motivation that affects you personally. So if you want to become motivated, you're going to have to find a source of motivation from which to draw from. Think of motivation. Uh, motivation is the source. It's kind of like, think of it of a bucket of water. Whenever you need a boost, you can dip your cup into this bucket and come up with extra motivation so that that water in the bucket is the source of motivation. But that means that whatever is in the bucket is going to have to be some really, really powerful, powerful magic stuff, right? So remember earlier, we talked about the two sources of motivation and how these sources can fuel your motivation. But the problem with these sources is that they're already present. So for example, you have a need to sleep, right? At night. So you're probably unmotivated to work hard at your job and keep getting a paycheck so you can pay your rent, and pay your bills or live the life that you want to live. Now, since these kind of sources of motivation are already present, whether you want them or not, using them as your source is obviously not going to be effective, right? So otherwise you would have done it already and you would have already achieved all the goals that you want. So we have to find a new source of motivation that you can draw from. So we're going to continue where I will give you some tips for staying motivated. Um, this, this is going to be a, a list, some very actionable things um, a little bit where we dive a little bit deeper that will help you uh, get motivated in the first place and then get started. And the way to best do this is just by knowing yourself and what you want. So here are some things. I'm going to talk about some things, um, maybe even some exercises, right? These are some exercises that will help. The first one is meditation. So many people kind of laugh at the idea of meditating and um, kind of like thinking about yourself and reflecting about yourself. But let's just put that uh, preconceived notion aside. Let's just forget about that. Because the core of meditation is simply a period of time where you are still. You're just with yourself and very quiet. And you're going to ask yourself some deeper questions about what you want out of life for the life that you have left, right? And you are going to come up with some answers. Try it. Kind of look deeper a little bit. Take five minutes, put the timer on, and just find out what you want 
way down deep into your core. The second one I'm going to mention, I know and these are some a little bit different exercises or different things. You might have not heard them, right? But they are powerful. How about write a little bit of a biography about yourself? This could be like, okay, doesn't have to be a novel. But let's say, just hypothetically speaking, you're going to die tomorrow. And you have a thousand words to tell the world who you are who you are or who you were and what you had wanted out of life. Take your time. Really think about that. Sometimes, you know, the, the, this type of act of writing about yourself um, can be very, very powerful. So it's kind of like um, by, biographing someone else um, it's, you know, it's kind of weird to talk about yourself in the past, but it kind of snaps your brain out of, um, out of, of something that we always do, which is always in the present, right? So it can open up some truth, some real truth that maybe we weren't aware of um, subconsciously. Another one is what's unique about you decide is what's unique about you and this might help you see what it is that you truly and deeply want one of the side effects of kind of discovering what the unique what's unique about us is that we can see um what we can offer what we can offer to others because sometimes we have that situation where we are, we are, we are needed, right? Family depends on us. Uh, maybe we take care of someone that depends on us. How much can we give? But also how much do we receive, which is just as important. Another one I want to mention is called the love list. So make a list of the things in life that you absolutely love. Things that make you excited and happy. Um, that kind of gets you feeling like you are truly alive. You got it. You, you still got it. And it doesn't matter what those things are. You alone have the, the, the freedom to write whatever you want to include. It might be cooking, playing sports, teaching, learning, whatever. Climb up that mountain, go for a hike, run around the sports field, chase your grandchildren. You know, these are all these little hidden things in the love list and you will find some deeper truth about what you want out of life. And then your admiration. This is a really good one. So who are the five people in the world that you most admire? Write them down on a list and then decide what qualities each one of them have that makes you admire them so much. Look at those qualities as kind of like if they were something that you yourself were working towards as well. And perhaps they are, right? So these kind of qualities may give you some really good clues as to what you want 
out of life, like kind of like deep down, you know, this all goes a little bit on a deeper level. And then we're, then we have one more, it's your limitless. And imagine that you had no limits, no limits whatsoever in your life. Whatever those limits are, remove them. If you have always wanted to, to do this extraordinary thing that you thought you could never do, remove that limitation. Do it. Remove that limitation. If you wanted to run a marathon, but you're stuck in a wheelchair, remove that limitation. I know that sounds a little bit extreme, but it's about the act of removing that limitation. Once you have removed that limitation, write them down and write down what you truly want. You know, during this process, you're going to kind of get the answer to telling where your deep down motivation really, really comes from. So actually, I want to talk about that one too, judgment free. This is another good exercise. Like if you knew that whatever you do or say or believe is not going to be judged at all whatever it is that you stand for. So remember, nobody will judge you. Write down a list of kind of like several things that you absolutely believe and or want to verbalize, vocal about it, and you don't have to have the fear of being judged. Write it down. And then we have the list of accomplishment. The list of accomplishment are things that you have already done. And you can find motivation for doing more things in the future when you look at that list. So write down everything that was particularly challenging for you to achieve. Not necessarily something that is usually difficult for everyone. Um, I, you know, some, like doing these kind of exercises really shows how much we have to be aware of things. So, because lots of times we're not aware of the accomplishments or achievements. We don't even look at them. We don't even acknowledge them. And write them down on paper because most time they happened against all odds. And this will evaluate and see if you can see deeper meaning and get that motivation from those type of accomplishments. So far, we learned what motivation is and where it comes from. And you've also learned what kind of sort of things can deplete your motivation and where to look for a never-ending source uh, of power to strengthen your motivation, right? Sorry about that. You know, some tactics to to kind of either maybe, you, you know, you are dealing with a little, with that laziness or the forgetfulness or whatever the problem is that is causing your lack of motivation. Even if you feel that, that you have not identified what your source is for the lack of motivation. But I know those tactics that I'm going to talk about, they will help you. And because we know that most people that have made goals and failed to achieve them, they are familiar with that theory behind uh, increasing motivation, right? Even if they, if they haven't actually tried, 
any of the exercises that I've listed, but we all know that to be true. So your first step is to write down what is it that you want. If you don't set an achievable, measurable goal, then all of the motivation in the world isn't going to help you. And think of it like this, like it, it's motivation is like the gasoline that you put in your car. You can fill up your car with gas and you can even run the engine and you can idle in your driveway or make all your neighbors mad because you're revving the engine. But without a destination, without a road map, without this in your mind that it's not going to happen you're not going to get anywhere and nothing exciting is going to happen in your life you're not going to get on that road trip because all you're doing is revving the engine so let's go over some of those that uh some of those techniques that you can use that remind yourself of why you're putting in all this hard work, okay? And one of them is photos, visual aids. Suppose that, let's say again, you want to lose some weight and you see yourself in the mirror every single day. You get on the scale once a week and you go grocery shopping a few times, let's say a few times a month. So obviously you know that it's a, that a problem exists, right? You, you are not feeling yourself. You're not feeling good. You have that extra weight, but knowing the problem doesn't give you any excitement. It's just going to bring you down and not going to give you excitement about doing something about it to change it. So being able at to look at the solution does give you the excitement. So post a picture of yourself, snap that picture, or snap a picture of someone that you know that you want to feel like that person, okay? Put it on your wall, refrigerator, door, wherever you're gonna see it regularly. Make it as big as you want. Put it in your car. And you will guaranteed be motivated to make the changes. Even when you're feeling down, even just walking past that particular picture is going to want you enough, uh, change enough to get excited about. So another one I'm going to mention is the reminder method. That's another technique. So the reminder method is a, just a very simple way of keeping motivated about a project or a goal by writing about it. Whenever you feel discouraged, write about it. When you first, so let's say you first make the goal, you can uh, write it down and then you can go back. You go back to that written goal and see what it is that you wanted and why you are trying so hard to achieve it. And let me, let me tell you ladies, these are all things that that we're doing in um, in the group. These are all things that the ladies are doing when they're when when we're working together, because it's hard to do to do on your own, right? It's it's very very difficult. So it's like journaling. We know all of, we all heard journaling, and many people already use this uh, um, method, keeping a journal, because it works. 
this method really works because they remember, they go back, they read it, and they reintroduce these feelings that they once had because that's what keeps us motivated. So keeping a journal is a really, really good idea. Um, writing down your thoughts, impressions, feelings, and especially when you come across some really particular hard obstacles um, on your way to achieving your goal. And then we have posting results. And this is another thing we do in the group a lot. You see photos, you see expressions, you, you see all kinds of sharing posts that we, that we have in the group. And there is nothing like a list of past achievements, right? So when you have achieved something, it gets you motivated, keeps you going. And that's a very, very particular method because it's effective in going to, you know, where, when you post your results. And that's why the group, it's, it's there for that. You can share, you can boast about your results and be proud of them. And you get cheered on by the others, right? It's, it's a beautiful way of, of, of um, keeping you motivated. And then also another one is creating a routine. So creating a routine is really another really good way of staying motivated in your journey because a journey can sometimes take a little bit longer, it can go quicker, but the habits that you build will keep you going even when you don't feel like it. So a routine keeps you going, a habit keeps you going. It's hard to break a habit when you're motivated to do it, right? It's like I, I talked to you about the woman earlier who found, you know, the example who didn't learn to brush her teeth. But the hard part is when, when, when you first start because it doesn't take uh, discipline to build a routine in the first place, right? It takes motivation. So building a routine starts with setting daily goals and figuring out what you're going to do. And then you can make a time for you to follow through, maybe with a schedule so that you know where it fits in. It's a plan, simple, and a to-do list, simple. There's so many ways we can um, get into a routine effective. And that's also what I help women get into a routine. The habit becomes so ingrained, you're actually motivated to do it. Okay. It's much easier to stay motivated because you'll, you, you know, the habit helps you achieve the goal, gets you the solution that you need. And channeling your motivation, that's another one. How do we channel the motivation? Um, motivation channeling is really important because we can do so many things that are a complete waste of time, right? The, the motivation channel, we can go um, into so many directions that you're not even focused anymore. So let's say you want to get rid of some belly fat and you know what you think you need to do is do all kinds of types of app workouts. You do all kinds of sit-ups, but you know, you, you get yourself the right food and it all stays in the fridge. You're not doing anything about your eating. You're not doing anything about your inflammation, about your stress, about your sleeping, about your 
all other things, but just focusing on those app workouts because you think now that this is going to help you with your, with your belly fat when in fact it has nothing to do with your belly fat. So there's so many other things that need to be cared for where you experience those little wins that keep you motivated to go to the next level and eventually the belly fat is gone. So this is a big one, ladies, channeling your motivation. And again, that's what a lot of the ladies do in the GAINS program. They We're channeling their motivation so that they experience the wins and get this, get the outcome, get the solution that they're looking for. All right. So my goodness, we talked about a lot of, lot of stuff. Okay. And I just want to really briefly recap what we're talked about. Okay. Yeah. We talked a lot. Um, Bite-sized goals is another really important, you know, chipping away on these things little by little so that we can stay motivated for the long term. So quick recap, okay? I really hope that you got a, a bit of a better understanding of how motivation works and how we can control it to achieve the goals that we want to achieve to live a really good quality life so that we can move forward with the with the health the vitality and that fountain of youth that that you need for the second half of your century from 50 upwards to to 100 right so that you can be successful in in the goals that you're looking for we talked about the concept of motivation and learned a little bit more about how it works and how um how psychologists define it um we also talked about um how it's defined basically the force that drives you to do anything right the 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 components of motivation which are activation and how we how persistence how persistence plays a role which you know how committed we are for the goal and the intensity which is how hard you're willing to work towards that goal and then we also talked about understanding some of the things that causes low level of motivation you know some um, habitual beliefs uh, also habitual behaviors and also some health problems we talked about that. And then we talked about ways how you can find sources of the motivation. We talked about meditation, biography writing, deciding what's unique, make a love list, what do you admire, talked about that. And then we also touched on the um, outlines of the tactics that we can use to increase the motivation, right? Posting that photo. You know, we have the visual, the reminder method, um, you know, kind of post, posting the results, boasting about what you have accomplished, especially in the group that is so supportive and non-judgmental. And then we touched about um, how we can direct and channel that motivation, right? We need to channel it into the right direction so that you're not wasting your time and doing, you know, buying another exercise equipment on the TV, participate in another fat diet, doing whatever it is that's not going to give you 
the solution are not going to give you the results that you're looking for for the rest of your life. And then the long-term goal, which is bite-sized. We're going to chip away on the things we're doing, the backward goal setting where we look at the solution and then we look at the end and then we look at what would what do we need to do to get there okay so i hope this helped you i know so much information if you have any questions and let me know in the comments uh, write me a message if you would like to talk a little bit more about your goals and what that looks like for you and how we can what we can do to keep you motivated, okay? I would love to have a conversation with you about it and see what that looks like for you because I know that it is possible for you. I know that for a fact and I wish that for you. So until next week where we're going to be with another episode, I have a special guest next week for you here. And... Um, Everybody have an awesome week and we see you next week. Bye.